One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Back of the Packers, Windelich. Quick handball to Hocking. Back to Lovett Murray. He goes short. It's a mark to Strap in and get ready. The leaders in AFL Supercoach are incoming. Helping you win your leagues and climb up the rankings. You're now listening to the Insight AFL Show with your hosts, Big Horse, Skitty, and Herbie. Welcome to the Insight AFL Show. I am your host, the Supercoach Big Horse, and I'm here to run you through our better options, pods, and cheeky picks for your back line for season 2024. Unfortunately, Skiddy and Herbie aren't able to join me as they're living a better life than I and sinking a truckload of piss. So here I am to give you the content that you need to better your seasons. If you haven't yet, please like and subscribe to our Discord, and even better, jump in. Insight Unlimited is coming your way very soon. You'll get access to everything we do, our insights, our trades, our captains, exclusive premium Q&A, every round of Supercoach, and a few other cool perks as well. Entry to Discord, of course, will always be absolutely free if you wanted to join and get involved in the community and talk Supercoach and fantasy sport. So this will be pretty quick today i guess what we're going to do i've got the share screen up for those of you that are uh, watching on youtube but for those of you that are listening on all good audio platforms i'm going to run through a couple of pods a couple of picks that i think are obvious but there's a couple of others where we've got some stats to back up um, our cheeky picks and why we think there's a couple of people or a couple of players in here that are not so much muskets but definitely worth keeping an eye on during the pre-season and of course We've had some eyes on a couple of practice matches this weekend, North Melbourne and Essendon. We'll uh, get through to those shortly. But to start off with, our premiums are going to be brought to you today by the Standard Squeeze. The Squeeze is helping you drink responsibly and conveniently. You can go to their website, thestandardsqueeze.com, and use the code INSIGHT15 to get yourself 15% off everything in store. So for those of you watching at home, again, on YouTube here, I've got the share screen up, and you can see at the top there we've got Nick Dacos as the most 
expensive backline player this year. I've done a little bit of mathematics on Mr. Dacos, and he needs to run it at 107 average. And if he does that, he's still going to lose 50K after his first three rounds. So you have a look at his matchups, and if you believe that he can go well above the 50, uh, sorry, the 107 per game average in his first three games, then by all means hold him. But if you think that there's a chance that he may not be able to go north, I think it's a hundred and yeah, what is it, a hundred and twenty something from memory that he needs to average in order to keep his price where it is. So if you think he's going to go large the first few rounds, then by all means keep him. But for me, I'm thinking of fading him to start with, just to see where things are at. I'm pretty confident with the way my team's going to be lining up. We've shared my team in a previous pod. I've made a few changes, but as the uh, season comes nearer to beginning, we'll share our teams again, both all Skiddy, Herbie and I. So the first one I want to bring up is just below him, James Sicily. So he's here at, what is he at? Sorry. It's a bit close for me to see, 637K. So for me, this is perhaps cheap when we're talking about uh, James Sicily. So, when we're looking at his stats from last year, he had a bit of a rest between round 13 and round 18 due to suspension and what have you. But when we're talking round nine onwards, he scored two scores of 134, 172, 136. He bummed out on a 58 against North, 171 against Richmond at the G, 102, 166. His last two rounds, or two of his last three rounds, sorry, 96, 83, and he finished off with 130. Those last three rounds, he ended up losing 42K. So if you're looking at someone that can go as north as Sicily and where he's priced at the moment, this might be cheap for someone that just lives with the ball in his hand in the Hawthorne back line. Whenever they're in trouble, they look to get him the ball. He gets himself behind the ball. He's the man. He's the general down there. He's the one that's going to score you the bulkier points at Hawthorne alongside Jai Newcomb. Jai will come up in a later episode when we look at the mids. I'm going to pass over Tom Stewart for now just because we know what we're going to get out of Tom Stewart. He's been training with the mids a little bit too, so I want to see how his uh, season is shaping in in the preseason prior to picking him. He's always been a bit of a lock in my side, but given that they're looking at playing him in the midfield, it may just earn me away from him a little bit, given that his strengths are intercept marking and his ability to patrol the back line. If they've got him rolling around in the midfield, he's probably not as much of a priority pick for me as what he once was. Luke Ryan, however, if you're looking for a solid, dependable pick, let's go with Mr. Ryan. He's, he's very consistent. As of round 17 onwards last year, scores of 168, 102, 111, 112, 88, 83, 114, and 93. Apart from that 168 and then are against Essendon round 15 or 143, there's no real scores that are going to really blow his, I guess, his appeal out of the water. But when we're talking about someone uber consistent in Frio's back line, We've heard the the stories coming out of Frio that Chapman's going to be playing on a wing who will bring up shortly. Also, Young, who was playing back line with him last year, is moving up into the midfield. This may enable him to be the number one down there, the one that they get the ball into their hands of the most. We look through now. We've got uh, Jack Sinclair there. Jack Sinclair struggled a little bit to start the year last year, and as of 
round 11. He was coming around at 531K, which is very cheap for Jack Sinclair, given what he does there at St Kilda. From round 11 onwards, he was awesome. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 out of 12 games, he scored over 100. And then one of those was a 96 with a 67 against Gold Coast, his only blemish. When I speak consistency, we speak Luke Ryan. This man, Jack Sinclair as well, uber consistent. He struggled a little bit to start off the year and we're aware that people traded him out early last year only to be hurt at the back end of the year. It's players like Jack Sinclair and Isaiah Wellington, uh, Wanganeen, sorry, who are the premiums when we're talking St Kilda and the way they like to chip the ball around in the back line, the way they like to use the ball amongst themselves, the way that Rossi Lyons, Rossi Lyon likes to control the ball and get the ball through these guys, the good users of the ball in order to set up their forwards. So Jack Sinclair and Wanganeen Malera are both very much on my radar this year. Going to skip over Dan Houston while he had a very good year last year. Nick Newman, Harry Sheasel's been training with the midfield group and played 100% midfield time in the Kangaroos practice match a couple of days ago. Make of that what you will. Jaden Short getting on a little bit, hamstring concerns sort of earn me away. I like my players playing every game. Jack Jake Lloyd model of consistency, but sort of started to fade a little bit last year. Jordan Ridley's one that I'm going to keep an eye out for. So this year, we always talk about it's the year of the Don. I'm an Essen supporter, and I get sick of hearing it a little bit. But this year, there is a lot more excitement coming out of the hangar than what there has been in previous years. It's a sit and wait for any Essendon player this year, given that you've got Ridley, you've got Redmond, you've got uh, Mackay, who's new down there. But one that I'll bring up later, Nick Martin. So he played predominantly across halfback in the practice match that they had a couple of days ago and absolutely dominated and got a lot of the ball. If this is the case, and I see this as a common feature throughout uh, the preseason, I may well pick Nick Martin as a mid going into round one and then waiting for that DPP coming out in, I believe it's round six. So stand by for that one. Callum Wilkie is there, not really one I'm looking at. Uh, Hayden Young, as we said earlier, training with the midfield group. Lockie Whitfield. So Lockie Whitfield started last year really slowly and bottomed out at 429K, believe it or not. The back end of the year, he went off. So scores from round 18 onwards, 115, 133, 137, 90, 95, 92, 112. Awesome pricing when we're talking about a 509k backman. So this may well be, I'm still calling this a premium because he has the ability to score premium status. Some people may call this, you know, your mid-price madness, but it was from round, I think it was from round 12, 13 onwards last year that GWS really got the knack of the game plan that Kingsley brought to the side. We saw early on they struggled. They were at four and eight at the turn. They weren't really doing much. I was sort of treading water. People talking about, well, are they going to start tanking for a nice pick or are they going to push on? And as we saw, they were one kick away from missing out in the grand final. So once they got the knack of Kent Kingsley's system and uh, Adam Kingsley's system, sorry, and were able to move the ball like they do, that fast-paced footy, it's it's really excitement, really exciting, but it screams super coach points. So 
in preseason, for those of you that aren't aware of the GWS game plan and how they they roll on the field, so to speak, have a look. Do yourself a favour. If there's any preseason footage that you can have a look at, watch the way they structure up. Watch the way they run the ball. It's prime for players like Lockie Whitfield, um, even Jack Buckley as a as a major back. There's these sorts of players that could be super coach relevant. Lockie Whitfield is perhaps the only one that I would call a premium down there, though. Uh, we're going to roll through here a little bit. Bailey Dale burnt a lot of us last year. Darcy Moore as well with injury. They're players I won't touch. Mitch Duncan getting on a little bit. As you can see, they're 16 games last year. Not really making me that interested. Liam Duggan, model of consistency, captain of West Coast. Um, when we're talking about players of this price, I don't like picking players at this kind of price at ordinary teams. So I'm okay with rookies on shitter teams, so to speak, because you know they're going to play, you know they're going to make your points. But when we're talking about a 500K pass player on a team that potentially could be challenging for the wooden spoon or in the bottom four again, you just don't know what you're going to get out of them and how they're going to play this team and perhaps start looking to the future. So it's a big no for me. Before we move off the premiums, I do want to bring up Angus Brayshaw. We've seen the issues surrounding Clayton Oliver and uh, good luck to him in his rehabilitation and his, his get well soon um, scenario that he's going through. But Angus Brayshaw could be the big winner. So we've got the likes of Petraka, Viney, these sorts of players. Billings coming into the side that may benefit as well, who will come up on a Fords pod. But Angus Brayshaw, he patrolled the back line really well last year and then moved into the midfield when Oliver was out and started garnering big numbers. We see he's, he's a defender mid. I love picking dual position status players. And if I know that Oliver's going to be out to start the season and may miss extended time, then Angus Brayshaw is definitely on my radar, just purely because he can rack up the ball at will. 502K, quite cheap, but... We all know like he, he does butcher the ball a little bit. AFL fantasy scoring-wise, he's much better, but in super coach, he still does do the trick. So that's it for my primos. What we're going to do now is we're going to move on to our mid-prices. So our mid-prices are brought to you today by Bonus Bank. Bonus Bank is Australia's number one match betting site. You can go to bonusbank.com.au and use the insight code to get 25% off your first month of their premium subscription and start making tax-free and risk-free money today. So we're going to start off with some mid-price madness, so to speak. And the lizard, the man out of Sydney. Phil, if you're listening, I know you're getting semi-erect listening to this, mate. Nick Blakey at 499k. This man is just frothing at the bit to burst on the scene when we're talking super coach. He's had a couple of years in the system now. He started to get that roll down pat bouncing off the back line. It still irks me a little bit that he pumps out scores of there was a 49 against GWS last year. There was a 41 against Richmond at the MCG. There was a 60 against Frio at Optus Stadium. There was a 61 against GWS as well. But when you look at 125 against Carlton at the SCG, 109 against Brisbane at the Gabba, 106 against Geelong at the SCG, 123 against Adelaide and Gold Coast at the back end of the year. He was um, 
yeah, for someone that's averaged 90 for the season, 499 is pretty reasonably uh, priced. It's still a no for me. I'd want to see how he structures up in their back line. But we saw last year, we had the same conversation around Errol Goulden, and we thought that Errol was going to take over, or we didn't think he was going to take over. He played that practice match in Callum Mills's position, the floating halfback and then up onto the wing and and what have you. And we sort of faded him to start the season. And I'm the first one to admit my mistakes and where I've gone wrong, and that was a big mistake on my behalf. I didn't start with Errol, and I ended up having to trade him in at a much more inflated price. So it's a very much watch this space. And given that they've got Brody Grundy, who will come up in a Rocks po- Rucks podcast in a week or so time, there's definitely the ability for Sydney to take that next step this year and, and could be a smoky come September time. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. We moved down the list. We've got Harris Andrews. You know what you're going to get out of Harris Andrews. Teams have started to work out Brisbane to an extent, and he's that floating Brackman alongside Brennan Cox there teams were starting to move the ball inside 50 away from Harris Andrews. So just floats himself behind the ball. Teams were starting to lower their eyes a little bit and cotton on to what he was doing. As you can see there, 23 games for the season, you're going to get a lot of games out of him. He does, he's a model of consistency, but I fear that teams are starting to work him out. Daniel Rioli has started the season off slowly the last couple of seasons and come on nicely. Might be worth a watch on that to see where he bottoms out at. Andrew McGrath having a really good preseason at the hangar, but, yeah, just waiting on that. Ed Richards, no. Blake Hardwick, no. While he could be good, there's Weddle, there's Massimo D'Ambrosio, there's Sicily. Hawthorne are starting to get. They're not so much dominating players, but when we're talking super coach, there's much more super coach relevant players than Blake Hardwick. Now, Isaiah Wanganee-Malera is one I do want to bring up, though. He burst on the scene last year, and with... A rolling average of 85 to finish the year. That doesn't scream price or scream value. But when we're talking from round seven onwards, he averaged 100. He was averaging 69.1 at the turn, round seven, sorry, against Port Adelaide, and then increased his average to just under 86 by the back end of the year. That's a 16-point average. So if we're talking... That, that's just a tick over 100 from round seven onwards. At 475K, this may well be the pick that separates you from the rest of your league. I believe that he's going to be a premium this year. 
We've seen the way that he was the back end of the year. He uses the ball well. And with scores round 10 onwards from 100, he got 113, 100, 119 at the G. It was wet against Richmond, 59, 116 against Brisbane, 110 against Melbourne, 107 against Hawthorne, 92 against Gold Coast, 94 against North, 93 against Richmond, 92 against Geelong. There's starting to be a real model of consistency there. And St Kilda definitely know that they want the ball to live in this guy's hand. So if it's not Sinclair, it's Wanganin Malera, and he's a definitely a close watch for me. We move down the list. Jacob Weedering, uh, Tory's calf, may require surgery. So it's a watch this space on him. If he doesn't get up for round one, it could be a Caleb Marchbank, but we'll see how Carlton structure up. Mitch Hinge, really good back end of the year last year. Still a no from me at that price. Not for Trent Rivers. He may be one as well as long as as well as Angus Brayshaw that may benefit from Oliver being out. So watch preseason content there. Witherden and McGovern, no and no. May, no. Sam Taylor's a really good quality player, but again, 15 games last year. It's a no for me. Lockie Weller, see how he structures up next year. He was bugged by injury, but can be super coach relevant. It's just a watch and see on him. We move down the list, Harry Himmelberg. So he came on in leaps and bounds after starting the year in the forward line for GWS, and he was scoring pretty ordinarily, scores of 74, 58, 34. His price bottomed out at 369K last year. And then the finish off the year, 84, 90, 80, 109, 91, 89, and the last two games, 127 and 129. I'm not sure how they're going to roll out Himmelberg this year now that Taylor, now that all these guys are fit. He may work as that third up, but again, it's a watch this space. If he works as that third man up for GWS, he's almost a must-have there. You've got Sam Taylor. Uh, you've got Jack Buckley, you'll have him, you'll have the likes of Lockie Whitfield. It, it's a fairly solid back six there at GWS with the potential to score really large. Heppel, no. Maynard, no. We scroll down the list. Haven't really got Liam Baker. He can score your hundreds but then can also knock out your 40s and 50s. Jarman Impey's a close watch, finished the back end of the year, scoring a couple of hundreds, running through the midfield at Hawthorne and was playing as a rebound defender as well leading into the back end of the year. I want to see how Weddle, Sicily, Hardwick, D'Ambrosio, how that Hawthorne back line uh, shapes up first. There's a lot of talk around MP this preseason, but at 434K and an uncertain role at the moment, and there is a youth movement there at the moment, I tend to feel as though they're going to pump time into Weddle, into D'Ambrosio, into these sorts of players. So it's a watch this space on Impey. We roll down. Christian Salem's come up in conversation a lot, but as we can see there, 14 games played. He does have issues with calves and hamstrings and back, staying away from him. Jason Johannesson, as we can see, 11 games played. Nah, don't do it to me, dog. Nick Haynes has been a premium in the past, not touching him. Rory Atkins was good for those of you that bought him in last year as a bargain price basement value, but not relevant at 404K. Kitty Coleman, we're going to touch on him. 
<coughs> pardon me, Kitty Coleman priced at 398k is fairly reasonable for someone like him. As he stepped into Daniel Rich's position towards the back end of last year, we really saw that Brisbane started to get the ball in his hands a lot more. People have memories of the AFL Grand Final where I believe it was 138 supercoach points that he scored in the Grand Final and was the runner-up for best on ground in the granny. But when we're talking consistency from round 10 onwards last year with Brisbane, we had scores of 61, 59, 29, 69, 60, 112 against Richmond, 73, 66, and then his last four games were a lot more consistent, 88, 94, 116, and 82. His price did bottom out at 326K. So it'll be interesting to see exactly how they roll him out in preseason. If it's exactly the same as the role as he was playing in the grand final series or the final series for Brisbane, at that price, he's almost a lock and has potential to be north of 500K come when we're talking primos and what have you mid-season. So it's a watch there, but just be mindful that just as he has the ability to go large, he has the ability to stink it up as well and probably not as trustworthy as other premiums, as Sinclair, as Sicily, as Dacos, these sorts of players. As we scroll through the list here, there's not Josh Weddle I've brought up before, Zerk Thatcher at Port, don't rate it, uh, Lewis Young, Miles Bergman, Adam Tomlinson, Tommy Cole, Jimmy Webster, Josh Battle, Ben McKay at the Dons. Go flag Dons, but not super coach relevant. Connor McGregor's brother, Connor McKenna. Herbie, I know you're listening, brother. Not relevant now that he's priced at that price. We've got here CJ from Hawthorne. So last year, he only played nine games from round one through to round nine. For those of you that are talking about a potential mid-price madness pick, I'm suggesting you don't go this way. Why might you ask? Is because I'm going to belt out his nine scores for last year, and that will tell you why. 73, 67, 72, 48, 51, a top score of 78, 53, and 56. He was priced at 430K to start the year. He finished the year priced at 338. So on here, 347 for eight games played. It's a big no from me, dog. That'll do us for our mid-price mad or mid-price madness players. What we're going to do now is we're going to go through some some rookie players. Actually, there's two I've missed. My apologies. Marcus Winhager. He is now. I'll have to find him on my list. 323k as a midfielder slash defender. Last year started off really, really slowly, and I was blowing his horn like anyone else at the start of last year. Looked really fit, looked as though he was going to play a predominant role with St Kilda. Didn't really fire a shot until round, we'll say, 17, where he really became a staple of St Kilda's lineup or best 23. So from round 17 onwards, 75, 90, 104, 65, 54, 73, 81, and 84. Priced at an average of 57K, it's it's a watch this season. But if he's playing through the midfield like he did the back end of last season, there's some real value there in Winhager. I am a big fan of him. I do like the way his running capacity, his ability to find the ball, 
he has got good hand-foot coordination and uses the ball pretty well inside. On the outside, it's a bit questionable. So if you see him playing that inside role at St Kilda, then you're picking him up. He could go north of 450 this year. The last one I want to bring up is priced at 250. We're just going to scroll through our list, and here he is, the man, Heath Chapman. So Heath Chapman, 251K, he's priced at an average there. For those of you that can see on YouTube, for those of you listening on all good audio platforms, he's priced at an average of 64.3. He only played three games. <coughs> but you can see here that he's priced in and around people that have averaged 46, 44, 54, 46. Last year, this man only played three games. He scored 90 against St Kilda in round one. 70 against North in round two, and then he got hurt round three. He got a 33 against West Coast and didn't play again the rest of the season. But if I told you the season before that, round four, GWS, he scored 118. Round one, uh, sorry, round three against West Coast, he scored 101. Round eight against North Melbourne, he scored 136. Round 18 against Sydney, he scored 96. This man has been priced at north of 425k in the past. This is very much mid-price madness here, but very much you're in my team, Heath Chapman. He has been training as a wingman and looks locked to take over Liam Henry's spot on the wing. At 251k, this is perhaps one of the better buys you could make this year should he stay healthy. Now, we will go into our rookies now. So our rookies are going to be brought to you today, sorry, by Ryan from Astute Newstead. With interest rates hitting us for six lately, I'm sure you've wondered whether your rates are too high or whether you can afford your dream home. You don't have to wonder anymore. You can contact Ryan who offers confidential lending assistance with no obligations attached. Contact him, sorry, on Instagram, Ryan Newstead, Astute Newstead, sorry and mention us for a fee consultation. You can also find him on X, Facebook, and all good, all good platforms. If you can't find him on any of those platforms, feel free to email us at contact at insightfantasysports.com.au and we will forward your details through to him. Now, the rookies. Having a bit of a look through our rookies here and there's, there's value here. Zach Williams, we know what he's been priced at at the past, 550K. I'm calling him a rookie because he's priced like a round pick one rookie, i.e. Harley Reid. 216K, if he's fit, you're picking him. He's been priced 550K in the past. He's averaged over 100 in the past. If he's fit, if he's firing, let's lock him in. Daniel Curtin's a good one for me. In their first practice match at Adelaide, he played as the Tom Dowdy third man up. He looks really good. They're playing him across half back, uses the ball really well. He's got size to play big and small. Do I think he's going to be a big point scorer? Probably not. Is he going to make me 200 to 250K? Absolutely. So he'll be in my starting lineup. We roll through. Oyson Mullen started off the year really well but faded. Adam Kennedy did his knee. He'll be back potentially by round one. The average of 32.6 doesn't really scream value. He's more of a back pocket tagger. You know, your, your bloke who's doesn't necessarily have the best skills in the team, but he's everyone's favourite because he just shuts everyone down. So 
while he will play, if he's healthy, he will play every game, I don't think you'll see him being super coach relevant this year. Jackson Archer, no. Denver Granger Barras, no. We roll through. Leek Aaliyah could get his start this year with GWS, but it's a wait and see there. Nick Caulfield absolutely dominated for Western Bulldogs a couple of days ago in their practice match. Played up on a wing, played half back, used the ball well, ended up playing midfield towards the back end of the game as well. Uh, looking on Western Bulldogs' website and from a mate of mine who was watching the game, he picked him as in their top five for one of the better players. Yes, they were resting English. Yes, they were resting Bontempelli. Yes, they were resting Keith, but they were playing probably 80% of their starting 22-23 from last year or their best list, and he was up there with one of the better players in this game. So he's a definite in for me. I think he can provide you real value and potentially nice scoring to start the year. Sam Durden, watch what Carlton do. They do have high wraps on him. Marty Hall. So for those of you that were playing Supercoach two, three years ago, you remember that Marty Hall burst on the scene as a rookie at Melbourne. He's back at Melbourne now. Uh, a Central Vic product out of the Gunbauer Leachville area. He can play footy. Intercepting defender, uses the ball well. He was priced at mid 450k before he left the system or was delisted from Melbourne. Did his knee, I believe it was. Three years later, we're back he could potentially fit straight back into Melbourne's back line and do the same role he did three years ago. So if that's the case, he's in. For those of you that haven't played Supercoach before, just Google Marty Horse Supercoach Highlights or Highlights Melbourne Footy Club on YouTube and you'll see what sort of a presence this guy is. Oscar McDonald, he's been playing uh, VAFA amateurs the last couple of years. He's over at Fremantle as insurance not sure whether he gets the start there, but watch there. They've got the likes of Brennan Cox and these sorts of players who are going to play back line. So I anticipate that without an injury, I don't think he gets a starting gig. Even when he was playing it, started off at Melbourne, then went to Carlton, and now he's at Fremantle. He wasn't really super coach relevant anyway. Um, Angus McLennan, really, really good player. They're raving about him at St Kilda. Can use the ball really well. He's come top five in um, their time trials. Watch this space on him. We all know that Rossi Lyon likes to to give serious talent a red hot crack to start the year as, as well as he's got his favourites. I feel like with Angus McLennan's work rate, he could quickly become a favourite at the Saints. We worked through Toby Pink. He's been picked up from the South Australian Footy League as insurance as a key back at North. We see that they're training Charlie Coombin down there as a key back. Just watch this space. I know I say watch this space a lot, but you've just got to watch and see how Toby lines up. For me, I believe it's insurance right now, but if he stands out, then he could get games early. Zach Reed, yes, I'm an Essendon man, but all eyes at Tullamarine yesterday state that he's finally got his body right and he looks good. He played half board and half back yesterday, intercepting marks, kicking goals, taking grabs, nice strong grabs. Looks like he's put on a bit of weight. If he's fit, yes, I'm an Essendon man, but I will be picking him because it's a rookie, it's a back. <coughs> he could call, he could score me 60 points a game. And you know what? A 60 point a game out of 123K, that's making me some coin. Uh, we roll through Will Dawson. 
one to watch. North Melbourne do rate him highly, but haven't heard much about him. Two, Giath, the relation of CJ at Hawthorne. Collingwood have been using him across halfback and back pocket in their practice match that they had, I think it was four days ago. Um, we all know that Collingwood's team is incredibly hard to break into and the, the likes of uh, McRae and those kids who can't really get a game yet. I find it unlikely that he'll be in the starters. Luman Lowell playing across halfback again in Essendon's practice match and wing did some okay things, but I don't think you'll see him start. Archie Roberts, they do really like down there though. Haven't heard too much. My friend that was watching the game stated that he did play a good lockdown role with them last uh, a couple of days ago and did use the ball well. Wait and see. Ari Schoenmaker, a couple of question marks coming out of Tasmania about his character early on. Um, I'm not going to confirm nor deny any of those rumours that did um, come out of there, but this kid is a serious talent. He was touted as a top 10 pick to start last year, but dropped considerably at the back end of the year. I don't think it was because of his football play. He needs a strong environment to help him mature, and if Rossi Lyon can give him that, and he starts or he does play, I think we'll see him make some coin for us that decide to go with him. And for that, that'll do us, ladies and gentlemen. Just remember to, if you can, please give us a five-star rating. Like, subscribe to the Insight Fantasy Sports on YouTube on all good audio platforms. We really do appreciate you guys tuning in. What we're going to do next is this will be dropping... We're doing this on a Saturday night at about midnight. We're going to try and drop our backs, our mids, our forwards and our rucks consecutively. So we'll go one each day leading into when Supercoach opens. We believe Supercoach is going to be open around the 23rd of Jan, 24th. So if that's the case, hopefully we've got some nice content out there for you by then. What we'll also do is we'll also keep updates coming on our Discord and also our X. We do have quite a few people in town here in Victoria that have offered to go and watch games for us and give us some feedback on how players are going. So we'll provide them to our viewers as well. Thank you for tuning in. This has been an Insight Fantasy Sports AFL podcast. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 